Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode four of Soft Skills Engineering. I am Jameson Dance. And I'm Dave Smith. And this is the show where we uh, talk about all of the non-technical stuff about software development. We answer questions and, and give hopefully not terrible advice. Jameson, yes. I, have a, I have a question for you. Hit what, me. What is What do soft skills and soft rock music have in common? Uh... <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Neither do I, but I was watching a TV show the other day with subtitles, uh-huh. and it said soft rock music, and I just had to use my imagination. <laughs> just very, very quiet rock music. This could also be um, our ASMR episode where we talk about soft skills and <laughs> shuffle nice. these papers together. <laughs> um just talk well, about skills softly. Anyways, on, on that note, <laughs> do you want to read our question? We yeah. only have one question today because I think yes. it's, it's one we want to talk about for a while. So, Yeah, I will. The uh, question reads as follows. I have heard a lot about, quote, marketing myself and my, quote, personal brand. For example, some people say I should be writing a blog post every week or creating lots of YouTube content. They talk about being a, quote, thought leader. I love building stuff as an engineer, and obviously I want to have a great job. So how important is this stuff? I think before we talk about this, well, when we talk about this, it's important to note that we are giant hypocrites because we are like on a podcast (laughs) right now, you know, and um, I I personally am motivated to do this podcast um, not to market myself, but because I, I want something like this to exist in the world and I couldn't find it. But just by virtue of doing this, like there is some amount of marketing that goes along with this too. So, so we feel like we're kind of biased in a, in a way, you know? So you're saying that we are biased because we have obviously marketed ourselves by just putting our voices out on the internet in this way. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're doing some, some amount of marketing and this does Mm -hmm. affect a, an air quotes, personal brand. Mm -hmm. Um, Uh, would you say that you participate in this and other podcasts, uh, primarily to augment your personal brand no no i, <laughs> I, I think i would not, not even say that <laughs> not even close right i mean that's how i am it, it's yeah i mean it's it's a side benefit um but I, I think my philosophy on this is uh tied up to like a lot of weird things about myself i have a lot of like guilt about doing stuff to get famous mm-hmm. um how do I explain it? I don't know. I, I, I think you should do things because you want them to exist or you want to do a thing. Um, you shouldn't be like people talk a lot about creating content and that, that word content is a signal that someone is saying something that doesn't mean anything because mm. if, if it was an idea, they would talk about the idea, but you're just like dumping words out into the universe. If you're talking about creating content instead of, sharing your cool idea about how to build great teams or sharing a cool new project that you're working on. So to me, it's, it's a fine balance between um, doing useful things and doing things that just pump yourself up. Okay. So I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, you, it sounds like you're saying you would prefer for people to uh, do things because they want to, and because they're for the greater good, maybe bordering on altruism. That's my idealistic view of, of mm-hmm. how I want the world to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yet I'm fairly confident that you would not work at a company 
uh, unless they paid you, right? Yes. <laughs> I mean, at least at this point in your life. I mean, you'd probably love to be able to do that, but you still need to get paid. Right? I do need to get paid, yeah. Um, so there's certainly a, that is certainly a motivating factor, right? And uh, that's the part of this that's really insidious to me, is that it's really easy to, be, to strive for being a thought leader and have no content. And then it's easy for people like me to say, well, that person is just all fluff, right? And yet I myself uh, have a personal brand that mostly is just exists to keep me employed and keep the paycheck coming. Would you say that? I mean, does that seem reasonable? Um, so you're saying that, that you, you manage, Oh, I'm, I'm throwing up like in my mouth every <laughs> time I say these words, like thought leader and personal brand and content, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you manage your personal brand. Bleah. Um, <laughs> uh, and you, you like purposely, purposefully write blog posts and speak at conferences and stuff in order to make sure that, that you can have gainful employment. Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, that's not really what I'm saying. Um, I was really just playing devil's advocate and trying to get you to admit that you're, that you're also managing your personal brand, at least on some level. Oh, no, no, I am for sure. Um, I, I tweet stuff and most of the time it's stupid and, and, I am giggling outrageously <laughs> to myself at home and no one else thinks any of the stuff I tweet is funny. But sometimes it's like, oh, people might want to hear this. Yeah. And then there's a little part of me that's like, and they'll like you for telling me about it. <laughs> yeah, um, it's impossible to completely separate the ego, right? It, it is, but I think it comes down to your core motivation. Mm-hmm. And for me, the, the motivation is um, uh, I enjoy sharing things with people. And I also mm-hmm. want people to have good sources of information. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm not really uh, a creator. Uh, I, I don't have like a famous open source project that I've built. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some of the value I contribute is more of like telling people about other cool stuff. And that, I don't know, that seems like a valuable thing to exist in the world. But it's it's not telling them so that they will think that I'm awesome. I, I feel like that's not my primary motivation. Yeah, me too. And so I and think you can cap- well you can tell cuz I don't have like an ebook series or a screencast series that I'm selling like Yeah. I I people make money off of that. And it's not bad. Like you're not saying that's a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. And this is why it's such a touchy subject, them, right? But I don't want that life where every word I say is a sales pitch for my yeah. content. Yeah, yeah. Or even even if it's not, if you're if you don't even want to carry around that incentive, I think is what you're saying. Yeah, to where it well, influences well also, your actions. Well, also, it's really hard to do that stuff well, and I am lazy and bad, so I'm not like, <laughs> oh, I could totally do an awesome job, but I just choose not to because it's morally wrong. It's right. it's like it doesn't fit my uh, the way I allocate my time, and also I don't I don't like having to okay sell sell myself that much. But, okay, <sighs> yeah. We've, so I think let's let's just stop skirting around the issue a little bit, and I think think the cat's out of the bag. Jameson and I have a pretty strong bias against uh, building your personal brand for the sake of building your personal brand. I think that's fair to say, and I think some people will find this to be a little bristly because they're like, "Well, this is like really good. You should build your personal brand." Um, so it's a little bit of a but the I think people telling you to do that are often building their own personal brand by selling you services about building a brand, like. <laughs> They're creating yeah. an audience for themselves. So yeah, th- there yeah. are all kinds of weird incentives when you get into this really deep. Now, like when I come across people who do this as like their primary means of employment, do I think they're a bad person? No, no. And Jameson, I'm sure you agree, right? I agree. 
Um, but I, like Jameson said, I personally would rather have a life focused on uh, building things of value for other people and doing cool stuff that helps out, you know, period. And when I think about the idea of marketing myself, I, I don't like it. And I think most engineers probably don't like it, uh, even though a certain degree of that is required for you to uh, have a decent income and to be successful. And, you know, I mean, even if you have the best ideas and build the coolest stuff in the world, if you fail to market them, you will fail to have any impact. I, I remember when I figured that out that you can't, it's not just the field of dreams approach. You can't just like build a product and then people magically show up. Mm-hmm. That's kind mm-hmm. of a big, big realization for me. Yeah. Like all those other people who aren't engineers are actually, they actually have something super valuable to contribute. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that's a common arc that people follow where oh, I think they, they're is. just so arrogant because they oh. can build stuff and do the real work. Because th- yeah. this was totally me. Like mm-hmm. I used to say the dumbest things about non, <laughs> non-engineering non <laughs> like people. Sales and marketing and stuff. Yeah, what do those um, people do? It turns out they are the reason you have a job and have money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, although some people really cling to that. And I've heard this. I, I've actually seen it on the naive side where you know people like you and I used to be years ago and say, well, we don't need sales and marketing. And then I've also heard it from people who are really experienced technologists or in- engineers themselves say, you don't need those business people, like straight up. And it's like, this attitude is pervasive. And I think most people, most engineers actually do need that. Um, I think most engineers are not really that great at marketing and sales. So, yeah, it's probably anyway. a pretty rare combination of skills. So... Anyway, if someone is telling you to write content for the sake of writing content, I am leery. Um, yeah, so well, why, why don't we talk about the things that having a good personal brand can get you? Okay. Um, it, it seems like it can be helpful in getting a job. Uh, it probably depends on mm-hmm. how well-known you are, but at least if, if, if you're known at all, you can be pretty sure that people... Someone will somewhere offer you a job and the the more well-known you are, probably the wider pool of companies uh, exists. So definitely, definitely like a security thing. Mm -hmm. Um, If you ever go into your own business or have some entrepreneurial aspirations, then that's a huge deal because you have a bigger network of people to talk to about funding Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. um, hiring or, or just how to solve problems you have. So it, it can be super beneficial. And then it's also great for the, the good old ego. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, if you are responsible for hiring people at your company, uh, having a so-called personal brand that's well-known will cause people to know about your job opening, yep. which can lead you to find great people. Yep. So it has some some pretty big benefits. So now, I, I hate to change the subject again a little bit, but rather than the word personal brand, I really like the word reputation. Oh, that's so good. Let's never say the word personal brand again. Okay. I thought you were about to have a really negative reaction. No. <laughs> like I just no. threw up in my mouth again, Dave. <laughs> well, no, I, I did every time I said the... <laughs> the P PB, word? <laughs> PB, yeah. I'm not going to say it again. Um, you know, like I want to be known as someone who's reliable and helpful and kind and also who's really good at my job. Like that's something I want to be... Uh, that's what I want my reputation to be. I think saying reputation captures the the non... Because there are a lot of marketing hacks you can do to become more famous. And some of them don't actually correlate with being... Uh, like effective or successful? Yeah, it's just, it's just you can... It turns out you can buy Twitter followers for pretty cheap. And yeah. if you have a lot of Twitter followers, then other people will follow you. 
because they look at you and they're like, oh, that person has Twitter followers. Um, but that doesn't create or reflect true value, I think. But yeah, reputation yeah. seems like it's about who you are, not what sneaky SEO tricks you've learned. Yes, that's a really good way to put it. So this will probably make some people upset. I think some people who sell personal brand ideas uh, will probably not be on board with this very much, but maybe, I'm on board with it. Well, maybe we're just shockingly naive as well. Yeah. Um. Well, <laughs> well, I will say that pretty much everybody I know who talks about building your personal brand makes a lot of money. <laughs> so I'm definitely naive in that way. They, they do. Um, it, how do I say this? They, they often make a lot of money off of... Uh, selling the dream of building your personal brand to other people mm. though mm-hmm. it's kind of like the gold rush thing where the people that made money in the gold rush sold shovels they weren't the people that went out and dug gold so there are all these like consultants and trainers and 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 marketer people that can help you with stuff um but they're helping you do the thing it, it gets into this weird recursive <laughs> yeah thing. that's what i was just thinking it's like, turtles all the way down yeah they're they they have a strong personal brand which they benefit from by selling tools to help other people build their brand, which by selling that, <laughs> they can show success to other so, people. And I don't know. So if everybody already had a personal, a perfect personal brand. Oh, I said it again, and I made you say it again. <laughs> what are then we what? doing? <laughs> uh, so this episode has a chance to turn into a rant session, I think. <laughs> yeah, but I think I have ranted too much already. <laughs> we we have a little bit. Thanks for me on and, task. And, that's fine. Um, I would say that I think some developers read things like, you should be putting out a blog post every week, and they feel guilty because they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that if every developer in the world put out a blog post every week, they would, just, they would only have one reader, and it would be themselves, right? Because you just couldn't possibly keep up with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I say, if you have something great to say, and you haven't already seen someone else say it, then you should put out a blog post about it. That's awesome. But if you're just putting out a blog post because someone said you need to do it, I think you're probably missing the point. It's also, I think there are some people that have the ability to produce uh, good and useful ideas at that rate where they can write something every week and it'll be worth reading. Probably most people don't have that ability. I know I for sure don't have the time. Um, It it takes me a long time to write a blog post because Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not super fast at it and I work hard to try and make it a polished idea that I feel like Mm -hmm. is worth sharing. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not doing that, I'm creating content which mm-hmm. is, right, for, which is for the PB, not the <laughs> reputation. Um, I do think there's some benefit to writing every week because it'll help you in, improve your writing skills. And I think having good writing skills is really its own reward and will be really rewarding in many other ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if, you know, if you're just writing to get more content, to get your search results up there, to make sure that you get more click-throughs and better readership, you know, then uh, I would say you're probably missing the point. And I think you're your content is a little hollow. Um, yeah. How much of that? We talk so much in, in uh, like the startup world about how you have to kind of try a lot of things and iterate mm-hmm. and, and ship early and stuff, mm-hmm. right? And then the thing I just said is like produce 
perfect blog posts and polish yeah. them and stuff. What <laughs> yeah. if the way you write good blog posts is by writing a lot of terrible ones though? That's true. And maybe then every once in a while you just have, you have a, a good one. Yeah. A gem, like maybe one out of every 20 blog posts is awesome and you'll never get the, the 20th blog post if you don't write the first 19. Yeah. It's certainly true. I think it comes down to a matter of motivation. Like, are you writing these blog posts so that you can get more followers on Twitter or more readers? Or are you really trying to like explore ideas with people and um, share and, you know, basically add value. I'll put that in air quotes, but you're trying to add value to your community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that for me is the distinguishing factor. Uh, an- another maybe um, different uh, like layer of nuance is we talked a lot about the benefit of having a, a strong PB. Mm. Um, I think a lot of that same benefit could come from just having cool friends. If you have mm-hmm. cool friends, then you'll have people that you want to work with and that want to work with you. And as you you and your cool friends kind of progress in your careers, there'll be entrepreneurship opportunities and business partnership opportunities. Hmm. If those are important to you or just like collaborating on cool art code stuff. So, uh, and, and that, that to me captures the idea of it can be really helpful to have people that, that you know and respect and that know and respect to you, but without the kind of salesmanship Ah. side of it yeah uh that goes to uh the networking idea too which is a word i also don't really like networking you know uh -hmm. it's like i would rather have relationships with people who i love and love me or maybe even just like and who like me and and who we have a productive relationship together Mm -hmm. as opposed to just saying i know 1000 people you know like i have contacts with 1000 people yeah um i think that's I think those two things are like they're that they may look the same on paper, but under the hood, your motivation makes a big difference. So I feel like a lot of this advice or, or things we've talked about has depended on, um, kind of a personality or, or or an attitude of someone that likes to get out and talk to people either online or, or Mm -hmm. in person. Okay. And not everyone is like that, right? If you don't enjoy large groups of people, you're not probably going to be very comfortable at meetups or conferences, which is where you meet a lot sure. of cool people. Sure. And if you do not like writing, then you're not going to be writing blog posts or you won't do these activities that introduce you to people and, and help build your reputation. So what do you do if you feel like you are a, a talented software developer, but you maybe aren't... Um, you aren't great at those things that other people hmm. look at to, to see, is this person a talented software developer? Like if they Google your name, you won't have anything there, but you're still awesome. Yeah. Good question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you may have stumbled upon a point of discrimination in our industry, which is that gregarious, extroverted social people uh, tend to get the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe this is true in all industries, but that is definitely the case. Um, I will say this. Some of the, the people that I want to work with the most and who I respect the most on my team as authority figures and as experts, they are not in the public spotlight and they're not extroverts. Same they're just me. really good at their jobs yep. and they have a fabulous reputation and they're the kind of person that I will recruit at any company I'm at. Um, so well, I think so if you the, focus on your sphere of influence, it's a great way to start. Like focus on the people around you and being helpful to them and making sure you have a good relationship with them. And that's something that I think most people can do, even if you're not really extroverted. 
Okay, so you're you're talking about more of the in-person, close personal mm-hmm. relationships. Yeah, one on one. You're you're never going to write a blog post. You're never going to go give some famous conference talk. Yeah, but you do work face to face with people, and and those people know other people, and just yeah. that kind of organic. Doesn't that describe most time people? Time talking to people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think that describes the vast majority of software developers. Um, I think, I don't have data behind this, but I think most software developers actually don't even attend conferences or participate in meetups. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think they don't. And so even if you do have a so-called big personal brand in that space, you're only really reaching a very small subset of the population. Sure. And yeah, you, you kind of said this already, but just to underscore it, I feel like someone's ability to do good work and be a a person I'd want to work with is pretty much in no way correlated with (laughs) how, how well known they are online. Oh yeah. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Which is, it's, it's good and bad because a lot of the things that we look to, to decide if someone's ideas are worth following are how well known is this person online. Mm -hmm. But it's a celebrity mindset to do that. I mean, yep. You know, you're way, way subsampling the population when you select people that way. Yep. We've, okay, we've wandered a little bit of field again. Okay. Um, so it, if I could sum up what we said, it, it said, it, to me, it seems like um, we've said there's value in having a reputation and you mm-hmm. can have a, a good reputation without kind of needing to um, be an extrovert or be out in the, in the like tech scene or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you can still do those things, and if you go about it with the right attitude, then uh, it may, maybe won't come across as as how do I say it? I don't know, kind Seems. of mercenary. Uh yeah, or maybe shallow. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Does that kind of sum up what we've yeah. talked about so far? I think so. Do you think it's time we talk about the word thought leader now? This is another term from the question that was asked. Yeah. So. Uh, I have a quick thought on the word thought leader. Mm -hmm. Um, I think most developers, myself definitely included, don't really love this term, (laughs) to to put it mildly. Um, What what is a thought leader? Well, I've been thinking about that. Like, what is it I don't like about it? And what really is a thought leader? And I think the whole notion of a thought leader makes me think of like a ruling class of elite and that the rest of us are just thought havers and that we must follow the thought leaders, you know? Um, and it's like, how did they become a thought leader in the first place? And, you know, some people will say, well, it's because they had really good thoughts and, and the good thought people join the thought leadership clan and the rest of us just follow along. Um, I I think we can, we can kind of debunk that in the age of virality. mm -hmm. The, the thing that most people look at is not necessarily the best thing, right? Someone writes some really, really controversial blog post and it's not Mm -hmm. a good blog post. It just is controversial and then everyone looks at it. So eyeballs don't don't really equal agreed and the other thing that takes off is uh cynicism like when i stumble across youtube videos and i like from software developers i'll often see cynical thought and those tend to take off a lot Uh, Mm -hmm. and you might equate that with thought leadership as well Mm -hmm. everything is broken Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. let me show you how to fix it it's kind of a, a pitch that happens a lot if even that last part. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or or just subscribe to my free webinar series. <laughs> um, but I really don't like the culture of thought leadership. I, yeah. I, like, I like the idea of um, everybody's thoughts have the potential for really great value and offering and contributing something cool. Yeah. 
And to say that there's a thought leader class will, I think, create a mindset, at least in my mind, that I'm not a member of that class. And so I'll just do what they say. Yep. I'm not on board with that. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think I, I heard the phrase thought haver from Matt Zabriskie, and I love it. Mm-hmm. I Thank actually you. made a Chrome extension that changes the phrase thought leader to <laughs> thought haver. <laughs> That's so great. Yep. <laughs> I love it. It's It makes my life better. Um. Yeah, so so we don't like that phrase. Problem solved. <laughs> I mean, so what? <laughs> well, I think the what I what I would say the big takeaway in this episode is that if you're a developer feeling guilty about not marketing yourself very well or because you don't put out enough content, I would say don't worry about that. Focus on your reputation, focus on your uh your coworkers and friends and and uh just try to be a good person there and personal brand may or may not follow. You know? And it's okay either way. But personal brand is very different from like secure and, and stable and reliable reputation, I guess. Yeah, definitely. That's what you're saying. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, question answered then. What would you say to, uh, if you were standing here today talking to someone who has clearly made a career out of just uh, basically creating content, like they don't work on a team, they don't produce a product other than selling this service, what would you say to them right now? Uh, that is a great question. I don't know what I would say to them because you mentioned earlier in the episode that, that you really want to produce something of value and to you Mm -hmm. producing something of value is working with a team to build a software product is my assumption, right? Yeah, totally true. Um, but to someone else, it could be writing an ebook that they sell and that is producing mm-hmm. their that is producing value like it's, it's a thing that they've created that You're, it's absolutely if true people follow their ideas they believe that that people will be better off so uh i i have i have a personal preference but i also feel bad making value judgments about it i i do yeah. think um selling is a very different skill set from solving the problem that the thing that you're selling is trying to solve Mm -hmm. and that can be tricky sometimes if you are really good at at selling content and you're creating content about um like building good software teams that doesn't necessarily mean that you are good at building good software teams true um so so i'm always a little wary of people who are kind of professional teachers because it means they're really good at teaching uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that they are experts on the thing that they're teaching. Does ah, that distinction yeah. make sense? Yeah, like a professional speaker versus yeah a, a professional developer. Yeah, so. it's it's kind of like the consult the the management consultant idea. Like, mm-hmm. if you are an expert at management, why are you not a manager somewhere? Yeah, and in some cases, maybe they were. You know, it's yeah. Like, well, I had a twenty year career in development and management, and now I'm talking to you about what I learned. Yep. I think that's totally legit. Yeah, but some cases it's not. Some cases it's like, well, I, I'm actually a, a good consultant, and mm-hmm. that's or I'm it. good that's... at I'm good at closing consulting contracts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's a different uh, skill set. So, I I guess I, I worry a lot about um, following people who are persuasive but not correct. Mm-hmm. That, that kind of yeah. stresses me out sometimes. So I don't have a good answer. I yeah, kind of just danced uh, around what no, you I said. Really, I really appreciate your perspective because I think you are you are honoring the nuance of this situation because I think it would be really bad to come down on one side and say anyone who produces YouTube content every week and makes money off of it is doing the world a disservice. That would be bad. Mm -hmm. 
But I think it would also be bad to say everyone should do that. And it's really important to your personal brand. You know, so there's and there's a thousand points in between, I think. Yep. So in conclusion, uh, everything depends on the context and there's nuance everywhere. And Mm -hmm. it's not bad or good. (laughs) Except us. We are good. And we are awesome. <laughs> also, my personal brand could beat up your personal brand. <laughs> well, I think I'll that was enough that. thought leadering for one episode. Uh, yeah, I, I had some thoughts. <laughs> thoughts were had. All right. Uh, where can people find out more about our podcast, Jameson? They can follow us on Twitter. We are Soft Skills ENG. That's where we announce stuff and we'll we'll put if we ever do anything cool besides a podcast, like if we uh, start producing YouTube content or daily blog posts, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> then it'll all show up on there. If you disagree with something we said or agree, we would love to hear from you and hear your perspective. And we promise to share it on the show if it's not offensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or even if it is a little offensive, we'll still share it probably. We'll just cut out the names that you call yeah. us. <laughs> Uh, we would love to hear from you. If you have a question that you would like to hear Jameson's wisdom and my wisecracks about, we'd love to hear that too. Feel free to tweet us at softskillseng, as Jameson mentioned, or send a direct message. We, Our Twitter account will receive direct messages whether or not you are our follower. Bring on the randos. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks Great. very much. See you next week.